Good evening. <laughs> oh dear. How's everybody? Uh, yeah, it's Monday. It's seven o'clock. Oh, okay, just gone. And it's time for. Oh. Start again. <laughs> it's Monday. It's seven o'clock. I've just gone. And <laughs> welcome to. Off the plasterer. Hey, <laughs> with me, Eric the plasterer. <laughs> I think that worked. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric the plasterer. This is um, Off the plasterer, and uh, I'm here to answer any of your plastering-related questions. I've been a plasterer in South London for thirty-seven years, and. Um, yeah, this channel and tonight is for uh, time served spreads. It's for um, DIYers. It's for uh, newbies, uh, guys that are just starting out uh, spreading. And um, yeah, basically uh, get a lot of the other guys that come along on a regular basis because <laughs> they're not sick of the sound of my voice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's all good. And yeah, it's uh, Halloween's coming. And uh, firework night is coming, and uh, Christmas is coming. Oh, okay, can it get any better? Can it get any better? Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, and plasterers are still, I'm pleased to say, and I've heard any different, very busy, including myself. So thank you very much, you lovely customers out there. All right, tonight we should be leaving the uh, the comfort of this studio because it's a bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit formal, isn't it? A bit informal is uh let's go to the pub for a change yay ah that's better diggity evening mate <laughs> nice to see you <laughs> let me know if everything's working okay <laughs> and you can hear me and there's no horrible noises in the background <laughs> that we're not expecting uh dear um yeah where was i um uh, oh yeah yeah so i thought tonight we'd uh have a nice sit in the pub have a, oh, cool. Don't have a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> I've put my drink down somewhere. I'll pop and get, I'll pop that and get that in a minute. But, um, yeah, good evening, everyone. And uh, welcome to Ask the Plasterer. I'm here at the Plasterer. Um, you can call, if you want, the studio on 07516 214 983. 07516 214 983. You can see the number up here. And, oh, and down there. And, uh, you can talk to me live in the studio, or you can type up here on the on the old side bit, uh, the old comments, and uh, we can take it from there. <laughs> um, on the old James, evening, mate. Nice to see you. I, just, <laughs> I don't love the new intro. Because <laughs> well, I'm messing it up, you mean? <laughs> um, oh, or, or you mean right at the beginning before it starts? Let me know, like, James, let me know. Um, all right, tonight we've got, uh, yeah, me doing me floating and setting up there. And we've got the old, uh, the new uh, uh, Easy Mix ad. And then that's just uh, another ad for Ask the Plasterer that I was messing about with the other week. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Um, and on the other page tonight, we've got, what have we got? We've got here, oh, you get the chat, Mark. Hello, mate. 
How's the form, uh, form Eric? Have a pint. Oh, uh, can you go and get your own, Mark? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit busy. I'm doing this now, but uh, yeah, it's not too busy at the minute. Uh, fortunately, it's a lovely boozer. They do real ale and everything in here. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll get a packet of crisps for them up. Um, yeah, up here. Yeah, that's just me again over there doing a bit of floating and setting. I managed to get these things back behind my head instead of in front of my face for this week. Uh, don't forget, as ever, be able to click on the link in the description for, to join the community on the Discord server, Ask the Plasterer, so you can chat to me like a lot of the guys have done this week, through the weekend, while we're at work, and even today. There's some pictures on there of my lovely, um, my setup for putting putting skips down on drives, so it's nice and protected, so that also keeps the customer happy, and, um, and stops with, um, any nice brickwork on the driveway getting scratched and all the rest of it. Um, but those kind of things, you have, to, you have to be on the community server to see. Um, so click on the link, get an invite, which will pop up, and then just follow the instructions, which doesn't take seconds, and you'll be a member on that, and you can chat to me and any of the other guys that are here tonight and that are on there, that um, rather than having to wait for every other Monday to <laughs> swing around <laughs> and, uh, and what have you. So, yeah, aha. Uh, don't know how busy we're going to be tonight. We've got about nine people here at the minute. It normally starts off a little bit quiet while people are maybe finishing their dinner because I know it starts from seven. Um, James, sounded like the evening news was coming on. <laughs> oh, good, mate. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> it's meant to sound a bit like the news. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, right, just for a minute, I'm going to pop back over to this one. <sighs> well, how's everybody? All been busy, I, I assume? I've been uh, I've been rushed off my feet. I've still got, well I've, the phone went a little bit quiet um, the other week, but um, I needn't have worried because it started going off again. And um, I'm doing some work for my daughter at the minute. But uh, tomorrow morning before I go there, I've got a, another job to look at. And when I get back from there tomorrow evening, I've got another job to go and look at. So uh, and I'm pleased to say they're fairly local, which are my favourite jobs. I just finished one last week that was uh, a bit further out, but. Uh, that all went exceedingly well, and I got it finished early, which is, um, as I've told you guys before, I allow plenty of time to fit my jobs in, so if they do overrun, I'm not stuck trying to push the next one along or what have you. So, um, so that went really well. So <laughs> give me a couple of days to work at my daughter's house. Uh, dear. Uh, James, oh, yeah, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Nice to see you, mate. Nice to see you. <laughs> um, as ever, you can... Call the studio on 07516214983 and talk to me live, but you'll probably only do that if you're on the old uh, watch on the tally box. Um, because if you're on your phone, it's a bit more awkward. Um, if you are watching me on the tally box and uh, uh, you want to ring in, uh, just turn your volume down on your tally when you call because there's a slight time delay and it'll uh, really throw you. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, do you advertise your work with your house number or mobile or both? I've everything. Uh, you can find out exactly where I live, mate. It's all on my uh, on my uh, my info that's out. Yeah, yeah. Door number twenty five. <laughs> the address is there. Um, it's um, yeah. I've got my mobile on there. I don't. I don't put the. Uh, I don't put my house phone number. One because oh, hello. I've got a phone call already. Good evening. Who's calling us a plasterer? 
Hello, Eric. It's Rodney, mate. Hello, Rodney, mate. How are you? Is yeah, that... not too bad. I, I spoke to you once before, but I, obviously I don't know if you remember me. I it's do remember, Rodney. Yeah, you said you'd been watching my stuff and you felt like yeah. I was teaching you. That's you, Rodney, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all right, hey, mate. That's mate. right. See, I don't Quick forget... <laughs> What I want to ask you, I was watching your video the other day, yeah? Yes, mate. One when you was doing that um, house, the floating and setting yeah, with the hard yeah, wall. Yeah, Quick question. Can you, um, can you put a waterproof in that as well? Uh, not into bonding. Uh, you, you can't, okay, okay. Nah, well, I've never tried. <laughs> I don't think it would work. I don't know what would happen oh, to you, it. Because I know, I, I know that I know you can put it in sand and cement, but I just wonder if you could do it in uh, in the hard wall as well. Um, hard wall, I'm not because I basically I hardly ever use hard wall. Um, oh, right. I've, I've been told, and it's about time I knew <laughs> that it's, it might be better to use hard wall in the bathroom or where there's going to be damp areas. But uh, yeah, yeah. Up, up to now, in my career, I've always used bonding. <laughs> In bathrooms, yeah, unless no, there was a damp issue or... Yeah, no, the reason I asked that, because I'm doing a conservatory at the moment, and obviously there's quite a little damp in it, but as I said before, I know you can use waterproof in sand and cement. Yeah, yeah. But I was just wondering, if you use hardwood, can you use it as well? That's what I wanted to ask, but obviously you just said the question, you're not too sure yourself, so... No, I mean, I wouldn't put... Um, yeah, you probably can't put anything in that, because um, hardwood's not so bad, but bonding, they kind of, they rot if they get wet. And there's right, no there's right. no way of, if you put some kind of chemical in there, it won't. I don't think it would stop the plaster uh, from rotting. How how that how the uh, waterproofer works in sand cement? I've no idea. I just know that it does. But um, so basically, so yeah. basically, what you're saying is best to use sand and cement when I'm doing that and put the waterproof in that if, rather than the hard wall. If 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 damp is an issue, then you, yeah, it then is. You, then you definitely want to use uh, sand and cement with waterproofer in it, mate. Top man, top man. I tell you, that's, I tell you, you're doing a fantastic job, you know, mate, because Cheers, as I said, I wish, I, I wish I met someone like you when I was freaking 17, but yeah, man, you know, I'm keeping up to date with you guys. I, all, I always love, always watch your videos, mate. Yeah, I'm sorry that there's not more of them going up, but you get, you get so busy. I mean, I love doing this, obviously, and the guys that come along and what have you, and talking to you, yeah. whatever. But uh, and I, when you're and I was watching, some of the, some and of the I was, jobs. I was, and I was watching the other guy the other day, was it the one from Trial Talk? Um, right, I forgot uh, his name. Um, I remember going He's back. a tall Stuart? fella. Stuart, Stuart Roberts. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's his page. Yeah, I was I was watching a video on him the other day, so he's quite good as well. Yeah, I've you've, I've, you've subscribed to him, mate. I haven't, but I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to do that. that. Have you subscribed to me yet? I haven't, you know, mate. Yeah, mate, <laughs> oh, this is a, that's so important. <laughs> no, I'm going to do that. Mate. It's just because I haven't got a laptop at the moment, but I'm going to do that, mate. Uh, you should, well, you can do it on your phone as well. Yeah, I probably, yeah, I probably tried it. Yeah, I think, I think you should, mate, because uh, <laughs> uh, it's got the obviously like anything else. The more subscribers you've got, it's just better for the channel from it getting, yeah. getting pushed no, I, out I, to I, more I, people. The more subscribers yeah, you've got on your content I, and all that Yeah, I would definitely do that, Eric. But I definitely do, do that. And definitely Stuart as well, because we're trying to get his channel up to up to a thousand uh, subscribers, and it's on okay. nine hundred at the minute. So it would just be nice. Okay, to, to okay, get that, okay. Get that there. But I digress. Yeah, but, but I've answered your yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but thanks for that question, though, you know what I mean? But as I said, I wish I'd met someone like you years ago. But it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? Like, you're here now, so that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, nothing I think you can do about the past, mate, is there? you got to just uh, think of tomorrow, or, no, nah, today. Live in the moment, That's right. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said, you know what, I said, to, I'm going to ring you first thing, because I wasn't sure if you was coming on today or next week. Yeah, yeah, no, it's every, yeah, sometimes it jumps, because I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take a Monday out for one reason or another. Or if it's a bank yeah. holiday, I might go, oh, look, I'm going to move it a week. Uh, but, yeah, so it's tonight and then in two weeks' time on Monday. Yeah, anyway, as I said, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep in contact with you, man. Subscribe to your channel anyway. 
Go on, mate. I've been looking. I've been looking for your name popping up there, Rodney. So you know, no, no, definitely, definitely. Make definitely. sure it happens, mate. All right, you take care, sir. Thanks, mate. You, mate. Appreciate bye, it. Bye, Thanks for really bye, good time, mate. Bye, bye. Ah, that's nice. Nice call. Thanks, Rodney. For that, it's nice to uh, say for me and the other guys to uh, listen to someone else waffling on for the evening. Um, right, uh, Gary. Hello, Gary. Uh, tried joining Discord but couldn't see how to post messages all greyed out. Um, when you're on there, oh, when you're on there, Gary, after you've like clicked onto the invite, it gets you onto the site. But on the rules page, which you should be able to get onto, it says rules on there. If you click on that, you go on that page. Up near the top of that page, there's a little box with a tick in it, and there's a number next to that box. I think at the minute it's forty-one which is the amount of people that have like become members on that site. And um, you need to click on that tick and that makes you a member. And then when you're a member, you can see everything that we chat about and the, the stuff that's already on there that you can't see now. So that's probably the only, uh, the only issue you have with it, Gary. Um, try that and um, if there's still a problem, mate, let me know. But that, that should be it. If, if, if you've gone onto it and you can, you can find the, the welcome and the, the rules bit, you need to go on the rules page and click the little tick that's a little bit further up that page and uh, that will make you a member and then everything else should not be greyed out anymore. So I bet else, mate, let me know if that if that works. Um, you probably aren't going to do it now if you're watching this, but <laughs> when you do, drop us a line. <laughs> ah. So I'm Eric the Plasterer for anyone that is new here this evening because you, you can't you, you can tell how many people are here but you can't tell who they are until they pop something up on the old screen. Evening Ian, nice to see you mate. Um, oh yeah, I'm Eric the Plasterer, I've been a plasterer in South London for 37 years which is 30 years too long and uh, now still love it. <laughs> love it's probably the wrong word, it's still a good living and being able to do stuff like this is good as well. Because you know, I could make <laughs> you could make a channel about uh, I don't know <laughs> uh, something else that's kind of like people are kind of like near, <laughs> but then you only have about two or three subscribers, which is kind of like yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yes, I'm here this evening to answer any plastering related questions that you might have uh, about plastering. Um, if you're a customer or a potential customer and you want to know anything, I could probably help you with. Then ask away. As I say, you can uh, you can type up your comments, or if you're watching on the old TV, then you can uh, uh, call me on the number at the top of the screen there: oh seven five one six two one four nine eight three. Oh seven five one six two one four nine eight three. We don't get too many calls of an evening because most people are on their phones, but uh, uh, breaks the evening up a bit. We normally run till about half past eight, and uh, yeah, people tend to pop in and out for. 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. Some of the guys stay the whole duration. <laughs> I don't know how, but God bless you guys. <laughs> but we're in a nice pub. There's some nice beer. Um, yeah, <laughs> or perhaps you should pop off down into your fridge if you've got a beer and, uh, and go and grab one and, and pop back and join me. Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, this video up here is me doing a float and set. This is just me new ad for the old uh, Easy Mix. And because it's uh, people were a bit concerned about whether it was making plaster weaker when it's used, uh, but it, it's not. And it's uh, been tested to British standards to prove that point. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's 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 what that's for. And plus, it's just another advert for, uh, for Easy Mix uh, mixes. That's Easy Mix with a Z. <laughs> By the way, uh, right, yeah, um, that top video, um, uh, yeah, I said evening to you, didn't I? Dob plastering, rendering onto stainless, stainless mesh. I've never used, I don't think I've ever used stainless mesh, uh, Dob, I just call you Dob for short. Uh, yeah, it should be, it should be the same as, as rendering onto any other mesh, except it, it won't go rusty, or, or, or I assume that's the plan. But, uh, other than that, not quite sure what you want to know. Uh, uh, Ian, uh, looked into stainless mesh the other day. Super expensive. Yeah, it would be. You can get you can get stainless steel beads and all sorts. Um, but you pay. They're not that common. You have to order them normally, but they're um, they're not cheap. <laughs> like um, uh, Stuart was talking tonight on Trout Talk about um, that magnetic plaster you can buy, which is not magnetic in itself. It makes the wall mag. It makes the wall like a metal. So any magnets you've got or things with magnets will stick to it. Um, just because some people get a bit confused and think it's actually magnetic, the actual plaster, but it's not. Um, and uh, so far it looks, <laughs> it's, apparently it's somewhere between 60 and 100 pounds a bag. <laughs> so, and one of the guys said to do the wall that he wanted to do, you had to buy about four bags of the stuff. Um, so yeah, luckily my kids have grown up. <laughs> Because uh, I don't think my missus particularly wants to stick any magnets on the wall. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Michael, evening Michael. Uh, has the price of plaster gone up in your area, mate? Where I live in South Wales, being QR selling at 786. Yes, mate, it has. And that, yeah, that is about the that is about the rate it's going for now. It's uh, maybe even a little bit more as well. It's gone a bit... Uh, not silly. It didn't seem five minutes ago. It was about five or a bag. But now it is, yeah, seven or eight quid. Which isn't great, but and for, I mean for me being Q is just easier. It's it's near to me, and they're open till um, they used to be open until nine, but since the other lockdown, uh, and even though lockdown's finished, they they're they don't stand until about eight o'clock now in the evening. But they're still later than the old builders merchants. All kind of shut at five, don't they? Uh, but yeah, now it has gone up. Uh, Lee. Uh, yeah, hello Lee. Uh, yeah, it's going well, mate. It's going well. Keeping very busy. Uh, I'm struggling to um, some of the phone calls. I have to double check my phone because when I'm at work, I tell people, "Oh, I ring, you know, can I ring you back? Um, drop me a message and your contact details, whatever, whatever the job is you want looking at." And uh, and I'll call you tonight. And of course, then I get home and then I lose myself in <laughs> me dinner, <laughs> having a wash, watching the telly, playing on the computer, or doing this. And then think, oh, flipping hell, I was meant to get back to someone like, last night, <laughs> which I'm pleased to say <laughs> that did happen uh, today, but I contacted the people today. <laughs> so I've still got a couple of extra jobs to look at that I didn't have the day before. And, uh, yeah, that's all good. So I'm doing well, thanks, Lee. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, uh, anyone new just joining us? I'm Eric the Plasterer. I'm a plasterer in South East London, been a plasterer for 37 years. And this Ask the Plasterer and my channel is for helping anyone that is a time served plasterer, a newbie, a DIY. Um, you can ask any questions you like. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Um, <laughs> well, I say that. <laughs> Anything plastering related um, is, 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 you know, don't care what it is. Uh, just drop it down and I'll answer it if I can. I'm sure one of the other guys will know if I don't know. 
And if you enjoy my, hold on, wait for it again. <laughs> if you enjoy my community server, which you can get onto by <laughs> clicking uh, the link that should be in all my videos, um, there's loads of uh, loads of us on there, and you can talk to a, any of us or all of us <laughs> at the same time and ask questions and and get answers. Um, there and then more or less if i don't answer your uh, your question one of the other guys probably will so uh, yeah and it's fairly instant so it's pretty good stuff uh gary hi gary yeah uh how much was plaster before pandemic sure well pandemic yeah it was about uh, finish had been around about four or five pound a bag for quite a long time when being q anyway um and bonding was about seven quid but now bonding's 10, 11 pounds. Um, I never, I, I kind of glance at the cost of it when I'm buying stuff, but then because I buy a few bags of this, something else, bit of that, bit of the other, some, um, some beads, whatever I'm getting. Um, I'll just cut the total at the bottom, but I'm not, I'm not double checking the price of the stuff, which I should be really. <laughs> I think the last time I did, I thought flipping off getting stitched up and I'm not even noticing. Uh, but it all, it all, your bottom line, it all kind of like comes out of your bank account at the end of the day, doesn't it? Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Ian, so I asked um, a few rendering questions about my garden wall on the Discord server today. I'm on there as E. Oh, all right, mate, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, so you're E, Ian, right? This is why I get confused, not confused, but uh, a lot of the guys on there and then on here, because the names are different. I'm not quite sure if, I'm, if it's the same guys or a different guy or two guys with the same name and all sorts. But uh, anyway, let's buy the buy. Um, yeah, about Garden Wall. Let's go some date on it. I have another question about. Uh, I extended the wall a little bit with concrete blocks. Uh, yeah, concrete blocks. I mean, if you um, when you render the concrete block, if they're if they're um, if they're dense concrete, like the really heavy ones, not um, not breeze blocks, then uh, they'll have no suction in them whatsoever. <laughs> so um, your your render will go off normally. Uh, I would say a lot. Yeah, it will go off a lot slower uh, when you put your scratch coat on. But if you've got waterproofer. In that scratch coat uh, right the way across then when you go to do your um, your top coat it'll be the same all over the whole thing will take ages to go off not just the concrete block part but uh, yeah there'll be less suction in the um, in the concrete well, there'll be no suction in the concrete in the solid concrete blocks if they're um, <clears throat> if they're breeze blocks then they'll be full of suction so yeah give them a good coat of uh, PVA before you whack um, your scratch coat on but uh, I hope that helps, mate. Let me know if it don't, or, or if it does. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Where am I? Yeah, uh, forgot to use brick ties to tie up to the existing. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it'll be okay, or just embed some mesh in it. If you put some mesh in it or across it, mate, that, that'll hold it there. I mean, if, it, if you're building a a bit of a not a structural wall but something a bit more solid indoors or obviously if you are building like an extension or something you've got to have the brick ties in <laughs> so it ties into that wall but uh, yeah as long as you, your foundation underneath uh, is fairly secure i mean if you if you stick breeze blocks on the end you've got no wall ties or nothing screwing it to one of those plates you can buy 
um, and you haven't got and, and your ground's a bit soft where you've put your concrete blocks of course they could sink a bit and it'll just like crack open um, the mesh would probably hold it but um, I don't know for sure but if it's uh, if, if not then yeah fine um, do, 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 okay, to see into, uh, it's been new oh James been using Roland Stroll a lot lately any tips on cutting I seem to get it tangled a lot and which tape oh hang on which tape do you use for your edges um in quite a few of my videos you'll see i've used that tape um it's in this one as well uh that's um got fragile written on it that's just because at the time that the only bunches of tape i could get in b&q while i was in there um it's not great because sometimes when you're peeling that off some of the red will stay on there and not the dye but the, the tape and uh, at least if you've, got, if you've got a bit of clear tape and it doesn't all quite come off uh, there's nothing to see but if there's if a bit of tape is still stuck on a bit of skirting he's red and you and you're struggling to get that off um it's a bit of a pain uh more recently i've been buying the clear it's not sellotape but it's it's like it's like sellotape but it's the same thickness a uh, couple of inches um and yeah fairly good stuff it's still about three or four quid for a roll i think um <clears throat> and i'll stick down with that and uh it's, it's nothing in particular it's just a clear it's just a clear kind of sellotape but like two inch thick one not the silly thin ones and not the sellotape brand because that'll probably be twice the price um <clears throat> oh and, the, and what else was you asking me there um rolling stroll uh cutting it mate you just need to i came with a really sharp stanley knife uh, a blunt stanley knife useless and it it's caught and whatever um scissors uh let's say really sharp scissors can get a bit stuck on the actual adhesive when you're cutting the some of that rolling stroll uh especially if they're blunt absolutely terrible but uh if they're sharp then that they should be fine um with rolling stroll if it does kind of stick to itself it's, 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 it can be really difficult to pull it back apart um it is quite awkward to put down it looks fairly simple in adverts so when you see me just doing that nice little straight bit but when you're covering stairs with it <laughs> it's uh yeah it's not that easy or well, the first coat down the stairs is is quite easy um but then because it's not quite wide enough funnily enough to do a staircase and you have to put another strip down all the way down the second lot starts sticking to the first lot and pulling it up when you're trying to take it around the risers and ah so it's great stuff but it, it it's it's not easy to put down it's, especially on stairs in this video up here i've just used it as a as a base coat and then i put uh, to protect the carpet so i was putting all that uh, render off and then uh, put the uh, my tarpaulin on top of that um, as you see i put a plastic up which is just the plastic i normally use on the floor so you can tell it's a fairly decent thickness and just use a couple of uh, plasterboard props to hold it up in the air um, to seal that bit of the room off <laughs> so yeah you might still get a teeny bit of dust going in there but nothing like i would have done otherwise um, uh, Dob, I know it will vary from place to place, and if you don't want to answer, that's fine. But how much do you charge a day? Um, between two fifty and three hundred, two fifty, three hundred pounds a day. I'm in London, um, but if I'm doing a if if I if I bash out a room for somebody um, in a day, I would probably. Uh, not including the ceiling, I will probably charge for four hundred pounds, and I'll include the plaster with that. 
So that's a day's work plus four bags of multi finish, so PVA, um, 400 pounds. <clears throat> give or take again it varies some jobs uh, will be more expensive than that but I, I, I tend to give people prices fixed prices for a job and if I bash it out quicker then obviously I'll, I'll get a really good day rate um, if I'm a bit slow which I often am because <laughs> I'm getting old then um, I'll um, yeah I won't make as much but the, the price is fixed for the customer and I, I do say to them you know if I do mess up a little bit from the viewpoint it takes me longer than I've anticipated or I've told you um, it's not going to cost you any more because you know that's my price and that, that's what you're going to pay at the end of the day unless something crazy happened like you know something fell down that wasn't meant to when a bit of paper was pulled off uh, but uh, but yeah so I hope that answers your question uh, Lee oh hang on sorry Dob uh, Mr. Pleasure also do you use a sponge float I have never well apart from when I was doing like when I was training uh, I use a sponge float then because we've just been taught how to use a sponge float. Didn't like the swirly marks it made on the plaster because if you weren't careful, <laughs> you could still see them afterwards. Although you couldn't feel them, they just didn't look very nice. And very recently, Blaine Gray, my old mucker top plasterer, uh, who I think currently has got the biggest uh, plastering YouTube channel, got about 45,000 um, subscribers. Um, he does a lot, Blaine does a lot, or did do a lot, and still does some um, sponge float plastering but his recent video about i think it's called why i stopped sponge floating um <clears throat> uh, so that's on blaine's uh, channel which is plastering for beginners if you want to watch that that's another reason uh, why i don't use a, a sponge because it, in my opinion it's just an extra thing to do it can be a bit messy and make basically your job take a bit longer and my plan when I'm working for a living is to get in there, do a job that looks great, the customer's happy with, and you get paid and you move on to the next one or you go home early. Um, not that I go home early that often. And um, yeah, I don't want to make my day any longer than it has to be um, for the sake of, I don't know, perfection maybe. Not that there's such thing, but or to get closer to it or be a bit flatter, but um, uh, some things that you might do just aren't worth it but some guys love sponging and if you love sponging you crack on with it and keep doing it um, and if you don't don't but um, yeah I haven't sponged anything in the last 36 years shall we say out of 37 so uh, yeah um, we do got to remember the uh, Lee have you used the guy uh, have you have you asked the guy that easy mix yet mate <laughs> Now look, Lee, it's not that expensive, mate. <laughs> I thought you, was it you or someone else that was going to give him a ring and <laughs> mention my name <laughs> and see if you could get it a bit cheaper or whether we might double the price for being cheeky. <laughs> oh dear. Speaking of which, let's pop back onto my other page and uh, I'll get a bit as well, why not? <laughs> there we are. See this advert? I don't know if it's just people go, oh god, it's another, it's another one of these adverts. Let's not bother clicking on it, <laughs> or um, or just YouTube keeping it. They like, keep the levels really low on. I think it's about about hundred views <laughs> in uh, in oh, two or three days or more. Uh, whereas a, a bog standard video that I put out, which I know are more interesting, and apologies for not getting enough videos out, guys. Um, is uh, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. 
It's just crackle. Early onset dementia. I think they called it. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, easy mix. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, a lot of you know, but a lot of you probably don't. I never used to use any plastering additives that slowed down or speeded up your plastering. But if you've got a patch of bonding you want to just do, and then you've got to skim a whole wall, and you don't want to be waiting ages for the flipping bonding to go off, you can put some um, half time in that. Easy mix half time, and it uh, goes off like a rocket. <laughs> And you can get the skimming done straight away, lovely. And um, and I use the uh, retarder uh, not to get more on, but just because uh, I can go a bit slower because I'm getting tighter as I get older and uh, and a little bit more lazy, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> so although the job takes that teeny bit longer, it's nice to chill if you're doing a large area rather than do a large area and be running up and down. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, where are we? Uh, Ashley, uh, skimming the painted wall, does it need any more prep other than a coat of PVA? Uh, no, mate, no. Uh, I mean, most most of the walls that I, I plaster for people, like original walls, um, they're already painted, um, or they've stripped the paper and, and the, plaster, the old plaster underneath is, uh, is painted. Um, whether it's, uh, I don't think I've ever stopped to worry about whether it was a matte paint or a silk paint. I've just put my, I'll trademark one good neat coat of PVA over everything with a roller. <clears throat> Get those edges with a brush, um, let it go completely off, um, and then and then hit it. Uh, that's, <clears throat> and I always PVA everything first. Then I so often <laughs> the old mitre glue for sticking beads. <laughs> a couple of the guys said for them as it was a game changer. <laughs> but when you when you got a nice angle there anyway in the original plaster or plasterboard, just to put a bit of um, <laughs> that glue on, <clears throat> push the bead up, spray it, let it go. <laughs> it's 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 solid, <laughs> and you can bead stuff so fast with it. <laughs> Once you get used to the intoxicating smell of the uh, accelerator spray. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, oh, hang on. Skimming the paint. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Dob, uh, I would use a plaster's grit. Yeah, I've never used any of the grit, mostly because when I started plastering, for years that I was plastering, there was no, there was no such thing as red grit, blue grit, yellow grit, tartan grit, which I invented. Um, but. Um, <laughs> The uh, it is basically a PVA with sand in it, um, and if I need PVA with sand in it, I'll get some PVA, get some kiln drying sand, and I'll chuck that in. Um, but rarely do I find I need grit in my uh, PVA. If you've got some kind of surface that you're concerned about uh, that might not key, then uh, then I would do it. Um, I've said before I've done a porcelain sink with a sand cement render that I. PVA'd, I think it might have just been PVA as well. Um, I may have put grit in it, I can't remember now, it was that long ago. But, um, and the render didn't come off of it. If you can, if you can render a <laughs> shiny, there's no mesh or nothing in it. <clears throat> if you can render a, a PVA'd porcelain sink and it don't come off, then uh, yeah, I don't find any reasons for spending the money. Uh, I'm, I'm a cheap PVA man. The old no nonsense about a tenner from B&Q. Um, I've used other stuff when customers have bought it, and I used to use uh, Unibon PVA about 30 odd years ago. 
but uh, it's so expensive and really thick uh, and you couldn't really put that on neat <laughs> you have to water it down a little bit but uh, years ago the only time I had an issue was watering down PVA one of my early ceilings fell down and I wasn't happy because I had to just do it all over again to put more PVA up I think it was from that point I, I used it neat and I've never looked back and uh, a lot of the other guys that have used the neat PVA and let it dry completely without the just doing it when it's tacky malarkey um, I've, I've, I've skimmed stuff that uh, I PVA'd a week previously and uh, it's been absolutely fine um, still holds it back I've had no issues no people customers calling me back saying anything's happened <laughs> to the plaster but uh, so yeah bottom line I wouldn't uh, I don't use any kind of grits um, just PVA all the way and I even use the old no nonsense uh, cork as well when I'm using cork which I often will put around a cove and I, once I've done it just to get a nice sharp white line around the edge or if I'm which I did last week, um, I skimmed the ceiling, uh, I skimmed a few ceilings, and with coving in the rooms, and then round uh, the top of that coving, up where it meets my new ceiling that I've skimmed, um, I put a coat of white cork around it, and that nice clean, dead straight white edge, I mean you brushed it all off, and sometimes if you're in a mad hurry, you can just leave it like that, and it's fine, um, but you can see kind of bits of ink on that front, kind of little member of the, the original cove that was already up there um, but you run a white bead around it of cork afterwards that looks beautiful <laughs> you get a nice sharp edge around your finished ceiling um, and uh, yeah customers really love it as well so uh, it's all good but uh, yeah I use no nonsense that as well and I've heard occasionally about that going a bit funny but uh, I think I've had the odd little bit go a bit peel off once or twice but um uh, the amount of time I do use it, uh, that's very rare that happens. I think it might be a case if, if the plaster's too dry and you're sticking the cork on there of any type and it draws the moisture out of the cork too fast that you might have an issue with it coming off. But uh, generally, I don't. Uh, right, for anyone that's just joined us, hi, I'm Eric the Plasterer. Uh, I've been a plasterer in South London for the last 37 years. <laughs> so if there's any questions you want to ask me that are plastering related, hopefully I'll be able to answer them uh, Honestly, if I haven't used something because it's new, then uh, I will tell you that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, this channel and Ask the Plasterer every other Monday from 7 is for um, anyone that's uh, interested in plastering, that's a DIYer, that's a newbie um, to the plastering game, that's started plastering, maybe looking at getting into it as a career, um, and for uh, time serve spreads as well. Um, of which if any of you guys got opinions about any of the tools whether they're good or bad um, you know happy for you to uh, not vent your spleen but you know what I mean <laughs> have a moan about something or uh, <laughs> or praise it yeah no problem at all um, so yeah that's what I'm here for and uh, a lot of the guys are regular guys uh, otherwise I'd possibly be talking to myself <laughs> uh, and my daughter when she occasionally <laughs> tunes in and has a watch but uh, yeah it's nice and a lot of these guys are on the <laughs> yeah here we go again hang on <laughs> are on the my community server <laughs> which if you uh, click on one of the links in there's a there's a link for this community server on all my uh, video descriptions and if you click on that you'll get sent an invite to join this and on here you can send messages to me and all these other guys <laughs> uh, 
any time of the day or night, basically. They can put pics up and all sorts of stuff. We uh, talk to each other by typing or by video or just audibly. Or, or we mostly just uh, type, I think, to each other. Otherwise, we'd probably be talking over each other all the time. But, uh, yeah, so uh, back on with that. Also, I'd like to give another Stuart Trout Talk a plug. Um, I have to check his channel, actually. We're trying to get Stuart's uh, channel up, uh, YouTube channel up to a, um, a thousand subscribers. Uh, Trout Talk, uh, the help group, he's got about 3,000 odd um, uh, followers on that page now, which is fantastic. And if any of you guys are watching and you haven't subscribed to Stuart's channel, as well as his page, then uh, <coughs> please do, because <laughs> it would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, right, where are we? In Davis, what other plastering YouTube channels are worth watching, in your opinion? Okay, uh, the other ones worth watching. Oh, God, uh, I'm rubbish remembering names. Right, first, um, uh, Blaine Gray. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's got the biggest uh, plastering for beginners. That is a it's a great channel. He's a great guy. Um, and and he's got a plastering course uh, that he offers as well, which is free. As far as is it free? I can't remember. But anyway, <clears throat> that might not be free. But uh, <laughs> his videos are great. Um, he's a good one to have. Also, Alex Morley. Um, I think it's just Alex Morley plastering. Um, uh, yeah, he's got a great channel too. Um, so for him, if you put Alex Morley plastering, I think that will come up. Mel, um, mate, uh, Anthony Parry. Uh, he's a good one to follow. Um, we've got Joel, who's yeah, he does internal and external stuff, rendering and what have you. And uh, Joel is re render rendervate rendervate, I think it is. Um, yeah, his channel worth worth following him as well. Um, anyone that I've missed, uh, guys, <laughs> it's not intentional. <laughs> but my brain don't work well at the best of times. So I was lucky to remember those and get them out with the right names. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, there are other, other channels worth watching, definitely. Uh, Ian, uh, came across Alex Morley recently, decent channel to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I sent him a message uh, on his last video because, uh, yeah, I do like his videos. And uh, it does remind me a bit, of, I think he does a few people of Richard Hammond on the old um, Top Gear and I did say, yeah, he wouldn't be out of place presenting Top Gear because he's got that kind. He's got the presentation kind of skill. He'd probably be probably be good on on yeah, on telly, proper telly, uh, doing that kind of thing. Uh, if you're thinking of changing your career, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> um, and uh, I did say to him, Top Gear would be a good um, a good name for your next video if it's about plaster or, or anything like that. Okay, call it Top Gear. Hey, <laughs> I won't do that one. <laughs> Not now, but but uh, you're free to Alex if you're watching. Um, <clears throat> right, where are we? Uh, Frank, Frank Holhouse, uh, have your shoulders ever given you problems with plastering? Um, no, not really. Mate, I've been fortunate. I think it's probably genetic that I haven't. Um, I mean, I get I get tension here, but who doesn't? You know, when you're a spread. Um, when you're doing um, ceilings, you always got to make sure you've got about, that should be about the distance you're headed from the ceiling for how much you reach up. Because if you if it's too low and you've got your arms down here, 
it's not good for the old like blood flow and the way it strains on your muscles and your shoulders um if you've got them stretched too high that's that's no better either so it's a kind of a happy medium uh there um i also did, used to do a lot of strength training which like going back quite a few years so that's kind of um helped me um stay kind of stay. yeah i get a shoulder ache but i think i haven't had much, I haven't had much shoulder ache since like the lockdown kicked in because i stopped going to the gym <laughs> so i think i'd got used to plastering how much work that's involved in that but when you do plastering and you try and fit the gym in two or three times a week um, and you're getting as old as i am it it, it does take its toll <laughs> you tend to wake up with your shoulders aching every single night but uh, but that stops since so i stopped going to the gym <laughs> during the lockdown but um i'm trying to go back there now but currently it's only about once a week that i've got to work on that one uh, but I'm on a bit of a diet with the missus, so hopefully I'll, I'll lose the extra stone or so I'll put on over the old uh, lockdown. Um, did I answer a question then, or did I just want? Uh, yeah, so uh, Frank, on the on from that viewpoint, yeah, a few quite a few guys said they get the tennis elbow and stuff as well, which uh, I'm really lucky I haven't done. The only thing I do have is uh, a trapped ulnar nerve, according to YouTube, anyway. <laughs> It makes these two fingers go a bit numb on the side of your hand. Um, you lose a bit of grip. I mean, it's not too bad now, actually. Between your little finger and your thumb, but these are still fine. Um, I had a bit of pins and needles in both before with a little bit of carpal tunnel, but uh, that seems to have uh, gone away. This little bit in there. But other than that, I've had no major um, achy worries apart from occasionally thinking, God, I could do a proper sports massage on the old shoulders. Would be lovely. Uh, if you're just joining us i'm eric the plasterer and <laughs> this is ask the plasterer i've been a plasterer in south london for the last 37 years and i'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions um you can ring into the studio on 07 uh 516 214 and you can talk to me live in the studio, which you'll probably only want to do if you're watching me on a TV, so you haven't got to come out of YouTube on your phone, where you might be now, <laughs> typing your questions um, to speak to me. So but if you're watching me on the telly and you want to ask a question, have a chat, <laughs> then uh, you can call that number and you'll get straight through. <laughs> and you jump the queue as well. <laughs> Not that there's much of a queue. <laughs> Ah, uh, right, where are we? Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Frank, the uh, best bit, mate, if you do have issues with your shoulders is probably to splash out on getting some uh, some decent massage. Not like the aromatherapy, gentle but nice ones, but the ones that actually hurt a bit when they do it. And I think it only feels nice because it's such a relief when they stop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, James, uh, when you do your window reveals, do you use cork where the plaster meets the window? Or do you leave that to the customer? I tend to remind them once I've finished. If, um, yeah, oftentimes, if it looks a bit messy around the window, and I think, you know what, if I put a bit of cork around there, it'll look a million times better, then I will put, uh, I'll put cork around the window, yeah. Um, if it looks like, oh, if I put a bit of cork around there, I don't think it's going to help much <laughs> because of the state of the original that might be there or, or it's something to do with the window that you've got no control over as a plasterer and then i'll just plaster up to it as best as i can say to the customer obviously this is the best that i could do with a state of your window <laughs> um but yeah so uh, 
yeah, I will often cork around the window again just to get that nice, uh, that nice square edge uh, around your plaster, which uh, looks good at the end of the day. And that's what a customer wants. He wants it to look good. And doo -doo -doo. that's where all your recommendations come from. Tidiness, which you might see, see noticed in my, uh, you know, doing my best to. Uh, I've got sheets up there and everything, the floor well protected. And you pick it all up and you leave the place spotless. Customers are very happy. And happy customers make for customers that use you again and again. I mean, think of my next two jobs that are coming up, actually, I think our customers that I had a few years ago and they just moved to uh, in a couple of cases to bigger houses <laughs> and they just rang me and said hey, we've moved when can you come and uh, give us a quote for the plastering so it's all good and James oh yeah no, I'll say that way. yeah yeah sometimes I say to the customer oh it would be a good idea to cork around if I haven't had time or I've got an awful lot on and I haven't got time to cork around the COVID I will say, if you run a line of cork around your coving, that'll look great. Uh, it'll finish it off and make it easier for you when you're doing your paint. Uh, Frank, can you mix cement with finishing plaster? You can, Frank. It depends what you want it, what you want it, why you're doing it. Um, some guys stick a bit of cement in finishing plaster, I think, to make it go off a bit quicker. But um, I'd stick with the uh, easy mix gear, <laughs> um, basically because. The sachets and that you know exactly how much to put in if you're mixing up four bags it's a bit of guesswork if you're mixing up just a little bucket of stuff but it would be with anything but um yeah that's the only reason you you'd normally stick a bit of cement in your finish is to try and make it go off a bit quicker but um how much cement you should put in and what effect it has on the finish at the end of the day um, looks wise strength wise i've no idea oh excuse me uh, like anything you can you can mix it in it's just whether or not it's, it's beneficial or worth doing uh, uh, right guys i'm gonna let you there's only be a few seconds uh you can listen to me out <laughs> me old advert while i grab my uh my drink we'll be with you back in a second plasterers oh here's your fix can't go wrong with easy mix plasterers you've got the power to hold your setback for an hour put more walls on in a day extra time the easy way if your plaster's dry too slow half time is the way to go half time extra time every time easy mix plastering additives control your sets make more money yeah <sighs>
I've been using it much lately. And um, I did the, uh, I used the Carter Easy Skim to apply my bonding coat. And I do find with that trout, it lays, it lays the bonding on nice and flat and helps to cover. I don't quite know how it works. <laughs> well, I know how it's, how it's designed, but it, it does put the bonding on nice and flat. And if you, um, although it's got a funny kind of like that pyramid of, uh, of different blades on it, on it, uh, is when you pull back with it and go forward, you don't really because it's more awkward to scrape off, isn't it? But if you um, if you pull back with a bond in and then go forward, and then you can just keep loading up really without having to scrape it because it seems to stick really well to both sides of the trail. And uh, as I say, it, it, it goes on flatter. Because I found um, when I was putting it on with my steel trowel, when I'm bonding over Artex, um, I can go over it then with a speed skim, which I normally do just to flatten it off. Um, I'm taking quite a bit back off. But when I put it on with a carter bonding, this is, um, if I put my uh, speed skim over it after that, I'm hardly getting anything on the speed skim. So it's definitely laying it on uh, flatter. Uh, so obviously you can get it on quicker, which is good. Um, I suppose the other good thing, because it's a plastic blade, it is opening the pores of the bonding. So the bonding is kind of <laughs> it's picking up pretty quick. So once I got the ceiling done, there wasn't a lot of time before it was it was good to go for putting the skim on top. Um, and sometimes before in the past, when I've just done it with me uh, my steel trowel and then used um, my speed skim, although I'm using the plastic blade, um, it seems to take a bit longer to go off. But um, yeah, so I've been using it for that, Mark. But uh, yeah, not used it for skimming recently. I mean, if I'm when I'm whacking a skim on at the moment, I'm so I just love Marshall Town basically. But um, when I did the review of the of the Easy Skim, the Carter Easy Skim, I did do that big curved ceiling that's in the video with with that, and it was great. I, I loved it, uh, and I did the walls as well, and uh, there was no problem at all. It's just if you put that trowel down and you. A few times I've been a bit under pressure, so I've just gone back to my Marshall Town. I think, oh yeah, I must use the Carter again. I must use the Carter, and then I haven't done until this bonding came up, and I knew from before that it lays it on it nice and flat. So uh, yeah, that's a, a long answer to a short question. <laughs> yeah, I have used the Carter Easy Skin recently, and uh, I think actually after this video, it tends to get, it gets a plug. The review uh, normally pops up on that one after that video has been on. Ah, and breathe. Excuse me, I'm going to sip a coat. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, oh, let's have a Over it. Yeah, I thought rather than being in a, either a station, a, a railway station, or probably last week, or floating through the clouds towards the moon, I thought this week it'd be nice to just say, sit in a pub. Oh, a nice raw fire. Have a drink. Have a chat. Oh. And uh, yeah, just chill out. All right, where are we? <coughs> right, <laughs> if you've only just joined us, I'm Eric the Blasterer. Uh, sorry, guys, if you're here for the whole duration. <laughs> I keep saying this. I'm Eric the Blasterer. I've been the Blasterer in South London for 37 years. And I'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions. These guys can answer them as well. And uh, I've got a community server that you can click on the link in my video descriptions and get an invite and you can join us on that and you can 
ask questions uh, any time of the day or night more or less and get an answer uh, often from me if something pops up I, I tend to go oh who's that on there <laughs> and answer to any questions or uh, or the other guys can just talk amongst yourselves about uh, questions and stuff put pictures up and all the rest of that malarkey so uh, yeah yeah ah, it's all good it's all good uh, if you've got any questions you can uh, ring me in the studio but I haven't got the number up <laughs> uh, hello Lindsay Lou are there any jobs you are there any jobs you would never do yeah lay a floor for somebody I think I went through it a couple of weeks back or, or well, about a month back I did I did a floor for someone about 25 years ago and um, long story short it didn't go well <laughs> I've never done one since thank you very much <laughs> so I wouldn't do a I, I mean I don't mean like your kind of floor Lindsay where you want a, a self-leveling screen that was that was sand and cement it was about eight inches thick and uh, yeah and it was a, it was a very long job and um, yeah would never do it in fact I don't think I ever did a, a floor I done I patched up floors um, and chunks of floors but I've never done a whole floor again I'd say get a get a floor screeder in um, doing that kind of proper screeding because they um, I've not seen one in years but they they, they whack down a, a, like an 8 inch screed floor in uh, like 20 minutes half an hour normally a two man team getting spread out uh, and they were knocking up in a mixer as well and I used ready mix <laughs> at the time but uh, yeah, yeah. Right, excuse me. Mm. Right. Right. Anything else? What, what, what do you want to chat about? If there's any potential customers out there, you want to know anything about plasterers? Uh, what we charge? I mean, it's slightly different rates, but at the moment, plasterers are so busy. Um, yeah, the prices might be a little bit more up than they normally are, but uh, it depends uh, depends where you are in the country and how busy your plasterers are. <clears throat> At the moment, if you can get a plasterer like the next day, then you just need to be a little bit wary of um, how good they are, <laughs> because all the plasterers I know <laughs> are up to there with work, which is great uh, for us, but not so great for the customer at the end of the day. Uh, Elvis, hello mate. Uh, can you put PVA in uh, firmus blocks before rendering? Uh, can you put it? You can put it on. You can put it on. Um, hello, Gandalf. You can put it on um, uh, on breeze blocks, uh, firm light blocks. Yeah, before uh, before you render to kill to kill some of the suction. I've never had an issue with it. I mean, some guys will just like to water down the blocks with a hose. Um, but uh, if you're doing it, if you're doing a kind of rendering like that, like midsummer, I mean, the winter is not so bad because, but, because most uh, most blocks are still quite damp now anyway. But um, if they're already built outside somewhere, but um, uh, yeah, you can. You can I have PVA uh, uh, blocks before to kill the suction to get a, to get a scratch coat on uh, without it causing me any uh, <clears throat> any issues. And again, I've had no comebacks when I've done that. Um, no, there might be there might be renderers that do a lot of rendering that go, oh, I never put PVA on. <clears throat> but um, your best bet would be to ask Joel actually, 
uh, from Rend uh, Rend Rendervate. I'm sure it's Rendervate. Um, because, uh, yeah, he does an awful lot of rendering. And uh, I, would, I would go with his view on it. But I do use it uh, to kill the suction in, in, uh, in Thermalite-type blocks. All right, Gandalf. <coughs> Hi, Eric. Uh, I've got a pretty big seed into plaster. Is it possible to do half the ceiling tomorrow and the other half Wednesday? Um, yeah. Uh, if it's <coughs> the only issue you've got, <coughs> excuse me, is the is is the drying out of, of your first <coughs> of your first bit. Well, that won't be completely dry. Normally, sometimes you might find where you where you finish the edge that you're going to join on to the next uh, the next day um, is a little bit drier. Uh, making a nice joint if you're going to blend the joints isn't as isn't is a bit more difficult if you if you've just done one half of a ceiling like in the morning and then you crack on with the second half um, more or less straight away after you like you finish trowning the, the first half but then you you do your next lot for the second part then the joint where the where the original plaster is still very dark or green whatever you want to call it um, you can make a much better joint if you're if you're blending the joint as opposed to doing some kind of butted joint with a bead. Um, but yeah, there's no uh, there's no reason why you can't do do one one day, mate, and the other, the other half the next day. <clears throat> In my opinion, anyway, I, I've have I done that before. Can't remember if I have or not. I probably have at some point. I, I, I try to if, if it's a big scene, and I'll try to just concentrate on that and get it done. In uh, in the same day, just so I haven't got any issues with trying to uh, join the two together. To so say you can join them together, it's just easier if it's done on the same day. You can you can do it separate days? Um, do, 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 do. Well, that was you, Moza, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, standard. Moza, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Multi finish over bonding. Uh, that is. Two hours old. What we finish over bonded is two hours old. Uh, loads of blisters. Uh, uh, next day at PVA, no problem. Where am I going wrong? Right. Yeah, let me just check that again. Right on this screen, I can't see it very well. Uh, multi finish. You put multi finish over bonding. That's two hours. Two hours old. Loads of blisters. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. You normally only get that blistering like that if, it's, if the bonding's sucking in too fast. I can only, uh, can only imagine that the bonding's on. Is it on something fairly porous, even though you might have PVA'd it, even with like, neat PVA? If it's uh, if you're going over some kind of block wall, if you're going, uh, if, yeah, but if you're just going over, say if you've gone over an Artex ceiling uh, with a bonding, within two hours, you should be able to put a skim on without it uh, blistering up. You're, you're finished, you could. Possibly is a little bit too thick um, that you're putting on. What you need to, or like with anything, when you're doing plaster balls, uh, you can you can knock up the gear a fair bit thicker. When you're doing anything that's going to be a little bit porous, like any time I go over bonding, always make sure that the actual finish is not runny. Well, perhaps it is runny, but more, <laughs> yeah, definitely thinner. If it's too thick when you slap it on, uh, that could put blisters in it. With the moisture getting drawn out quite quick as you're like putting that on there um so i would what i would try Mozo, is doing uh doing your finish a bit thinner i mean obviously you'll be a bit more careful with it because it's easier to you're doing a scene easier to drop it in your eye or uh, or drop a bit more on the floor uh, than when it's thicker but uh 
pick of a plaster ball thinner when you're going over bonding. Um, if you're really worried about it, even though the bonding hasn't completely dried, um, if I've been nervous of it, and I've done this on jobs as well, I have, I have PVA'd the bonding, even though it's still the same day. If I felt that it was, it was, it was too porous. Um, yeah, because that can give you issues with blisters and or ripping. You don't want to start chucking water on it. So um, you'd be better off to put a coat of PVA <laughs> over the bonding. Uh, normally you shouldn't have to do that the same day, but uh, as I say, keep the, the keep your finish thin uh, when you're going over bonding. As thin as, as is workable, and uh, hopefully that should sort you out in the blisters department. If not, it's the old uh, on the trail them out once it's going off more. Uh, as you probably know already, uh, Moza, if um, you get blisters, mate, you just need to leave them alone, and uh, you can't really get those out until the ball's nearly gone right off. <laughs> But um, it's just part of the game, unfortunately. But yeah, thinner finish, mate, is, would be, in my opinion, would probably help you a lot. What's that, Mark? Rendade is good on Thermalite blocks. What's Rendade, Mark? Is that, a, is, that an is that an additive for uh, slowing down or? Let's know, mate. Type something up. Uh, James. When you do your final flex trail, do you prefer using a sprayer or a haze of water? What for a haze of water or a brush? I use my sprayer because I've got a big pump sprayer, and uh, it keeps them. Um, they keep conking out after a month or so. Uh, that, that, that one I've got in that video. Um, they're about that one's about fourteen quid. But old um, Blaine, he said he bought one of those hose lot ones, but they're about 39 quid. <laughs> but more or less the same thing, but, and he said it's good. So I might splash out and, and get one of those spray bottles. It'll last longer. Oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I will spray a whole wall, take my shroud across it, and then a bit like in this video here now, I will finish off with a brush. <clears throat> like at the bottom, you could just chuck a little bit of water on the bottom, lift it up the wall, as you trowel, and then as you tilt your trowel at the top, that water then runs down. So you go down and you catch it for the next sweep up, and then that pours down the wall. You can add a bit more to it from your brush and, and bring that up, and so on and so forth. To you, sorry, to get to the end of the uh, to the end of the run. Um, but yeah, so normally I'll, I'll go over the whole wall, the spray, a fine spray, take my uh, my flexi trowel over that, and then I'll go around the edges with a brush and uh, just tart those up so spray and a brush but mostly use spray i'm going over a, a large area right for hi everybody that's uh, just joined us i'm eric the plasterer i'm a plasterer from southeast london been plastering for 37 years and um, i'm here to answer any of your plastering related questions whether you're a diyer a newbie to the plastering, uh, starting it as a career, or thinking about starting it as a career, um, or whether you're a time-served uh, tradesman and uh, you just want to have a chat, uh, ask questions, or um, review a tool that you love or can't stand, uh, <laughs> or you thought was expensive or a waste of money. But uh, yeah, so um, you can you can do that, or you can so you can type a message in if you're watching on the telly box. 
then you can contact me on this number in the studio at 07516-214-983 07516-214-983 and have a jibber jabber and uh, give the other guys a rest from just listening to my voice um, if you're a customer and you want to ask any customer related questions about prices, about plaster, about how long things should take uh, blah 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 then uh, feel free, feel free uh, Matthew back, hello Matthew uh, Matthew, are you, uh, are you, Matthew, are you, just asking this while you're here, are you Bucky on the, uh, on the, uh, um, uh, on my Discord server? Or is that another Matthew? Uh, yeah, because I'm sure it was that another Buck. But, uh, just checking. Uh, oh, Wilco's the, oh, hang on. Uh, I feel like that's it. Make sure I ain't missed anybody yet. Next trial, do you prefer using that? Matthew, Wilco, the best sprayer. Uh, uh, seven pounds for five litre spray spray gun is that cheap as chips and add mine about six months no problem a flipping out hops will pop into wilco's there mate up the old ice tree i haven't been in wilco's for ages but um yeah i'll we'll get one of theirs and if it's rubbish i know to blame <laughs> but yeah i think i'd rather try that before i go and spend 39 quid on a hose lock uh, a spray bowl <laughs> Uh, cheers, Matthew. Uh, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Just tuned in. Oh, good. Nice to see you. Mate. Nice to see you. That's it. You just relax. You know we're on to the about half eight. So, uh, what is the time? <laughs> oh, ten past already. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, right, right. Ian. Hello, Ian. Uh, browning hardwall or sand and cement for internal floating. I do all my internal floating with bonding. Back in the donkey's years ago day, used to use browning uh, on brickwork because when you set over browning, the creamy, smooth finish that you get is, there's nothing else like it. Even if I've got, I've had smooth, nice finishes uh, on top of bonding and on top of hardball, but I've never felt the same as going over browning, uh, but you have to experience it to know what I'm offering on about. Um, but uh, yeah, I just use uh, I just use bonding all day long because it. Um, and the reason they stopped using uh, browning off and on sites was because of the old. Um, um, it doesn't stick to concrete. Um, it blows if it does stick to concrete. It will only stick to it for about five minutes. And, <clears throat> and when I used to work on sites, you did uh, uh, browning on the brickwork. And you used to have to bond all the concrete beams that might be in a wall, uh, in a big like hotel or something. Um, so uh yeah i just basically use um uh bonding sand and cement i only use internally if the customer has got a damp issue and i'm doing a bit of damp proofing for them uh my damp proofing only being uh sand and cement with waterproofer in it um i've never had anyone say any damps come through it because <laughs> it can't <laughs> oh dear um so yeah i that's answered your question here. sorry mate yeah, I haven't used browning for years. Um, and back in the day when you used to mix it up in a tin bath, it, it, when you poured it out, it would float on top of the water. It was, it was, it made, which made it a bit more awkward to mix, whereas at least the bonding used to, would sink in. Uh, I'd, so, oh, I'd assume it would be the same if you did it in a tub with a whisk nowadays, but I haven't, I haven't used browning since, since I've had a whisk. I've got about a whisk a long time. But anywho, uh, Mark, it's a Weber product for 
smooth surfaces you can roll it on or plaster on with your control then you put your scratch with waterproof on while it's tacky as such as sorted okay there you go uh can't remember who asked the question now <laughs> uh was it my, uh... oh it was ian wasn't it was that you ian um asking about the yeah well you'll know if it was you mate. <laughs> uh yeah mate it's me the one and only all right okay cool <laughs> so when you're in here i know it's bucky and then when you're on there yeah it's bucky you're the one and the same guy not not two guys <laughs> with the same name <laughs> okay cool cool <sighs> gandalf is it possible to use a citric acid instead of extra time uh, to my knowledge to my knowledge it forms a nitrate which should act as a retarder yeah, a lot of people put cream of, I think it's cream of tartar in their uh, finish too. One of the guys did it last week. I think he stuck about a, it was a teaspoonful, dessert spoonful. Or used about, no, he used about a quarter of a tub of, um, yeah, of uh, cream of tartar in, uh, in, I don't know if he did mixed up one bag or two bags of finish. And he said it, it kept it, it kept it retarded for ages. But um, I just, that's the kind I've heard about that. That kind of thing going on years ago and i never used to bother putting anything like that in because i didn't know if, how long it was going to stay soft for um or whether it would go go off quicker i had no idea so i never used that um the reason i like the extra time stuff is basically because it's um it's 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 a set it's got a more or less a set time that it goes off every time i use it i know how long i've got with it i've got up to an hour extra with the uh <clears throat> with the extra time like for the retarder and uh, I just know where I am with it, so it's uh, so yeah. So don't bother with the cream of tartar. But yeah, you can you can you can do that. But uh, you're kind of guessing um, what amount to put in, and which I suppose could come with practice. And it might depend on the quality of the cream of tartar you buy as well. <laughs> I mean, Waitrose might be a f much better quality, <laughs> and you won't need as much rather than if you got it in Tesco, say. So uh, but who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll stick with the easy mix. <laughs> but yeah, you can use that, mate. Um, James, do you prefer hop-ups or step ladders? I tend to use a narrow hop-up, the wide one, as don't use stilts. Uh, obviously, when I'm doing my ceilings, I'm on the stilts, and, and I use you can see up that one, it looks like three, four step ladder. I've got up against the door there. Um, I generally use that. I did. I've got a bigger ladder, which I actually I use to stand on against the wall to get onto my stilts um, that I would use. But I found the height I am, I'm, I used to be six foot, but now I'm getting older and shrinking, I'm 5'11". Um, and that ladder <laughs> helps me, at, at, is a good height for reaching most um, ceilings just for tightening up or for going around the edge or the tops of walls rather than dragging my bigger ladder around. Uh, yeah, I used to use hop-ups, but uh, I suppose since I had a small ladder and, uh, and stilts, I haven't used them actual just a hop up or crates we used to use milk crates uh, back in the day um i haven't used one for donkeys so yeah i'm a kind of ladder man ladders ladders and stilts all day long uh, anyway james get some stilts what are you doing what are you playing it <laughs> they don't take long to learn on and you can get cheaper pairs than the one that i bought i have had them forever uh, they're good quality but they were nearly 400 pounds you can get i think you can get, get stilts for 
you get them for 100 quid or maybe just over i don't know i don't know what the quality or the thickness of the aluminium is that they're made out of because <clears throat> i haven't seen any cheaper ones in the flesh but um but uh yes still for a game changer mate once you get the hang of them and it, it don't take that long uh, and if you do get stilts get adjustable ones don't get ones that are either a fixed height or a smaller one often if you, you can get small stilts but they're not adjustable and if the ceiling's a little bit higher you, can, you can't reach it obviously sometimes some ceilings are quite low aren't they but uh and you can't quite reach them without a, a hop up and you can or, or walk, uh, work tall boots or um uh, or the stilts too high so you can't use them uh, it's nice when you can actually reach the ceiling from the floor i've only ever really had that in uh, when i'm doing a garden lodge things out in people's gardens uh, Michael, hello Michael. Uh, I plaster a, a ceiling six meters by four. It was a three bag mix. Oh, mate, I mixed two bag mix first and used extra time in the mix, and it seemed to go off halfway across. Does extra time have a shelf life? Um, I don't know if it has a shelf life, mate. I'll check with um, uh, with Mark who, uh, who who makes the gear. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got to make sure that your I mean, it is a, for the retarder. It is it is a sachet for oh, a sachet for each bag. Uh, so you've got to make sure you definitely put two packets in if you're mixing up um, two bags of gear. If your third bag of gear, you want to put yeah. Uh, if you if you're hitting a, a lid that big. Then I would uh, definitely make sure you got three, yeah, uh, <laughs> three in there, three dots of uh, three sachets of retarder. Basically, one for every twenty-five kilos of, uh, of finish that you're using. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know about shelf life, but uh, Mark will probably get back to us and let us know about that. Um, <clears throat> you prefer how much is that? Whatever. So yeah, if you're doing a lid that, if you're doing a free bag mix, mate. Uh, and presumably you're on your own. I don't know if you've got a labourer or if you're working with another spread. In which case, it shouldn't be a free bag mix shouldn't be an issue. But uh, but on your Todd, um, yeah, I'd be free uh, bag mix is a, is a lot of gear. Two bag mix is a lot of gear. <laughs> but that's uh, my 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 limit. Really tends to be a two bag mix. Um, and then yeah, I've never done a ceiling that I've had to use a whole free bag mix on. Or sometimes use a two bag mix and then I had to knock up a little bit more. Which I've whacked into the same mix, so it still went off at the same time, rather than mixing fresh after after that amount of time and it going off slower. Uh, I bet it helps, Michael. Uh, did it, did it, James, my brother had to go on some oh the old stilts a few months ago, and he when he fell, so just laughed. Maybe I have better balance. I yeah, you shouldn't fall off them the first time you're trying them, but when you first try them, you just. Never wear them on. Never wear them outside. At deadly. Um, really, you want to be on a flat surface. You don't want anything with any nails sticking up out of the floor or lumps or bumps. So you don't want to use uh, uh, sheets on the floor with stilts because of the rubber feet just catch in the dust sheet and drag and will stick to you the bottom of the stilt foot and you could go for a burton, <clears throat> which is why I use plastic. Um, and I tape it down so it's more or less tight. Um, the only time you have to be careful with uh, rubber-footed stilts on plastic is if you get the plastic soaking wet 
which you shouldn't be getting. It shouldn't be getting anyway. But if it is, then obviously it's more of a slip hazard on your stilts, even though they're rubber feet. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, be careful. You put the things on, and you kind of you walk around the walls first, holding onto the wall, and then you can walk across the room, holding onto the ceiling. You just slowly get a feel for walking in them, and then until you're confident. I mean, the first time you walk across the room with your hands down without holding on to anything, it's a bit nervy. But um, if you walk around the circumference of a room, so you've got a wall to the side, so if you do feel yourself go a bit, you can put your, your hands there. But once you get the hang of walking around and across the room and you feel confident, then it's getting the hang of holding some, you know, you're hawking your trowel and leaning back and stuff like that. But um, the way that these stilts for plastering are sprung, because they've got, they've, got they've got a knee in them, basically. And they're, they're just to the tilt of your leg. Not, you know, the, the foot is all sprung. It's not like a solid, stumpy stilt that they used to use back in, or like old uh, wooden leg territory. <laughs> the old pirates, ha-ha, gym lad. Uh, yeah, they're proper fucker things, so um, it shouldn't take long to get the hang of using them. And once once you do get the hang of using them, uh, you won't go back, because you just go into a room, set up your... I'll put my tub on top of my spot balls, um, uh, knock it up, my stilts on and you're away and then when you're done you just take your stilts off and if you're doing the walls as well you're ready to hit the walls if you've got any kind of um, setup where you put a bit of a scaffolding in which is what we used to do uh, then apart from the extra time and cost putting the thing up when you've done the scene you've got to take it all down again and that's it wasn't what used to happen um, and, and when you're doing that kind of thing you've got more more stuff to bring in that you could damage decor if you're doing domestics uh, in the people's houses, in other rooms, on your way to the room that you're going to work in. So uh, I find just having a pair of stilts to get you up to a ceiling is, uh, yeah, once you get used to them, yeah, you won't go back to using anything else. <clears throat> uh, so give it a try, James, give it a try. Uh, Bucky, uh, can you use the Easy Mix for bonding in hardwood to set it quicker? Um, because I hardly ever use hardwood, I'm not 100%. I don't see any reason why not, but I would, uh, I will, uh, I'll check that out <laughs> before I say, oh yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, Mark, uh, oh, Mark, I recently bought a pair of, uh, Switzer stilts. Yeah, I'll, um, Stuart, uh, Roberts was looking at those for, I think, I don't know for him or for his, no, for his labourer, because he's, he's, he's really tall and he's happy with the old, uh, work tall boots. Um, yeah, ninety pounds. All the components are the same as my Shaw Pro stilts, which are two eighty. Okay, if you've got them, mate, and uh, all looks the same, then uh, they probably just manufacturing's got a bit, uh, bit, a bit cheaper. They're probably from a bit further into China than <laughs> some of the other stuff, or <laughs> wherever they come from. Um, I mean, don't, I use like my ones are like Jura stilts, and they're like USA made. Not that, that makes them great particularly, but um, like I said, I've had them forever. Although I do wrap, uh, I lost the padding out of them years ago. <laughs> and I went up, it's really got my shorts on, and I'll put, um, I'll put a couple of fibre cloths around my leg, <laughs> tape them on, <laughs> but I'll put the stilts on. <laughs> it's just when I'm walking around without the stilts on, the customers think, why have you got two bright yellow <laughs> uh, fibre cloths? Sell a tape to your uh, around your calves. <laughs> uh, dear. Um, but uh, yeah, now if you can pick up, there you go, uh, James. You can pick up a pair of these uh, 
Switzer stilts. I think they're on um, on the uh, Amazon as well. Um, if you want to go to any of my links, or go to my stilt links, although my stilts are expensive ones on the link, uh, click on that and then just search for uh, Switzer stilts and uh, and buy via my link and we'll get a little kickback towards the channel. Yay! Everybody's happy. Um, and then 90 quid, that's not, that's not a big outlay if you're a spread wanting to try some stilts out. I'm guessing, Mark, that's for, uh, they're, they're adjustable, height-wise, they're not, uh, yeah, they're not, um, not fixed. <sighs> Back to another change of scenery, slightly. Here we go. Yep, so, trail talk, people, if you want any, uh, that's Facebook group, Stuart Roberts, fantastic group. If you want to ask any questions, the guy is the best and most friendliest um, plasterers help group because that is what it is. It's what is in the title. It's a plasterers help group. It is a newbies help group. It is a DIYers help group. Um, again, there are no, like on my channel and on Ask the Plasterer, there are no stupid questions. All the guys are really nice and friendly. And if they're not, they get taken down like lightning. So um, you wouldn't know that there's anybody not nice on there. Um, it's a great group. There's about 3,000 people on there at the moment. And it would be great if some of those 3,000 could also subscribe to the Trail Talk, um, Stuart's uh, Trail Talk channel, a YouTube channel, and uh, get him over that 1,000 uh, subscriber mark. Because once you're doing that, there's a lot more things you can do as a, like, as a YouTuber uh, once you've got your first 1,000 in. Uh, which will be really beneficial. Eighteen to thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Cool. Yeah. As long as they're adjustable, Mark. It's just um, I had seen some before, and I thought all oh, the smaller ones would be good, and then realised they didn't adjust up at all. Um, <clears throat> so for me, those smaller ones might work out when um, I do get the odd ceiling that's a bit in between size-wise. Uh, I don't fancy the work tall boots. All that much, uh, they're okay. Well, quite a lot of people love them, but I think once you've got used to using any kind of stilts, um, strapping some sort of boots just to your your feet is just yeah. I just worry about the ankles now. I'm old. Uh, Duncan, hi Duncan. Uh, Eric, sorry I'm late. Oh mate, <laughs> what's the time? Uh, uh, oh actually. I mean, I can see the clock on this stupid computer and the next minute it evades me. Ah, there it is. I normally finish about half past. Duncan. <laughs> but at least you got here, mate. That's all. I'll probably stay on a little bit later, but not too much. <laughs> uh, hi, Rick. Sorry I'm late. Uh, bus was cancelled. What's your views on using uh, angle trowel in the, in the edge? You use one, and what is the best one to use? My internal angle twitcher trail for going down the internal angles when I'm doing two walls at once. Um, what's the brand I'm using? Eddie. Oh, Eddie, what's the brand I'm using? Uh, basically, I, my old one was a Marshalltown. Uh, very big, flexible blade, but square. Uh, the one I'm using at the minute, I think it's a Ragni, but I can't remember. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Um, and that's got a curved blade on it. So when you go down the corner, you've got much less chance of the curves digging into the two sides, into the two walls. 
um, is my Marshall Town, although it's got flexible sides, where the sharp corners <coughs> are in the design, it can cause a bit of a score down the walls if you're not careful or you go in too soon, or the or, or the or the corner's not very square. Which let's face it, in most houses, it's nothing square, <laughs> even the brand new ones, uh, which you discover when you're cutting coving uh, for anybody. But uh, yeah, so I'd go for. I'm, I'm pretty sure the one I've got is Ragni. It's in my one of my videos when I'm plugging my at the time new 1200 millimeter speed skin plastic blade and those little dots that you can stick on <coughs> where to uh, where screws would be, and they they bleed red or a blue color through the plaster, so you can find the holes again when you screws back, so you can just skim across the whole wall rather than having to try and go around screws because the customer wants to put a rad back or a teddy bracket back in exactly the same place as it was before, doesn't want to drill new holes. Um, but saying that, I have, um, I've got about two spots left and I haven't ordered any more, so I need to get onto that a bit quick. <laughs> so uh, I better sort that out. Um, as well as getting the brakes done on my car, which is going a bit <laughs> at the moment. Uh, I'm talking about my car. So yeah, that's the one I would use, mate. Um, at the end of the day, um, right? Hmm. Right to keep mine and everybody else's sanity, and so and to make the next after plaster something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm gonna sign off for this evening. We started at seven. It's half eight, and uh, yeah, no longer than that gets a bit crazy. Remember that this also will go out as a podcast. Well, wherever you get your podcasts, um, that'll probably be in the next day or so. Um, so you need to sort that out. And then you can listen to it when you're at work or wherever you are without having to have an app open. There's no adverts or anything like that. And you can just listen to all the lovely advice that gets dished out and um, all the questions. There'll be lovely uh, guys that come along and, uh, and ask questions. <laughs> I'm Eric the Plasterer. Oh, I have been. Well, I still am. <laughs> And uh, thanks, guys, all you regular guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I much I appreciate you. Um, I'll see you and a lot of hopefully new people on the uh, uh, on my community server. Just click on in a, any of my videos. They've got a, in the description. There's a link to <laughs> the community, and um, you'll get sent an invite if you click on that link uh, to join us there. Once you're on there, there's a little box. Just follow the instructions. There's a little box you've got to tick. So you'll be able to see everything that you want to be able to see on there. Um, and chat with me and the other guys about anything you like plastering, put pictures up. Just have a bit of a laugh sometimes as well, which is good. And uh, rather than wait every fortnight for this to come around, and, or, or for me just talking on my uh, comments on my videos. <clears throat> so uh, join us on there if you haven't already. Uh, Rodney, if you're still listening, mate, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> on my channel and on Trout Talk channel. That's a good lad. And uh, thanks for ringing in tonight, mate, because it, it, it breaks up the, uh, the sound of my voice only. And um, yeah, and I'll see everybody. Um, yeah, oh, actually, I'll probably, I'm just going to run my old, uh, old Easy Mix advert at the end. <laughs> so I'm, I won't blame you for <laughs> disappearing. And um, I'll see you all in a fortnight's time. Uh, or I'll see you on the Discord site. And uh, yeah, okay. It's uh, just another little taste of me, uh, <laughs> me advert. And I will see you all very soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks for coming. Speak to you later. Bye.
Plasterers. What? Here's your fix. Can't go wrong with Easy Mix. Plasterers, you've got the power to hold your setback for an hour. Put more walls on in a day. Extra time the easy way. If your plaster's dry too slow, half time is the way to go. Half time, extra time, every time. Easy Mix plastering additives. Control your sets, make more money. Yeah!